There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Yeah, let's do this. This is Eric Egan coming at you for the latest edition of Speakeasy with Eric Egan. Man, it has been a week in my world. I hope you guys are all doing pretty well. I want to paint you a little a little picture right now. I'm I'm at my house. It's uh, it's late at night. You know, this is one of those Sunday evening radio hours. No, but in all seriousness, the the three kids are asleep, and um, I thought this is a, a great time to record. So um, if I'm talking a little lower, hey, I'm gonna apologize in advance, but. That's what life is like these days. You get it in when you can fit it in. And I, I can't say that uh, with any more sincerity than I'm bringing it to you now. We're all busy. You know, we're all met with um, just the demands of, of everyday life. And I, I hope if you're listening to this, you can identify with that. And I hope what I'm going to give you guys today um, is beneficial. And, and I think it is. And the, the genesis of this episode, and I have to say... I didn't come up with this one exactly on my own. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, I've done the research and, and I have uh, some opinions and some some good ideas. I think they are and thoughts on, on how to help with this topic today. But a friend of the program, a, a listener and somebody who um, who I respect uh, dearly. And he, if he's listening, he knows who he knows who he is. But he he gave a recent talk uh, lately and it was a big moment for him in, in his business and after it was finished, he said, Eric, you know what? I, I just sort of feel like I, I talk too much with my hands. And um, he wasn't sure about how it went over after the, or, you know, after the fact. And, and I, I just wanted to reassure him. I, I, and I said, it's extremely natural to talk with your hands. And a lot of people ask that question, what should I do with my hands? Um, sometimes if our head gets off of our message and we start thinking about our hands, you've already lost, unfortunately. Whatever you do with your hands, a lot of times if you do it without thinking, that's what you should be doing because that is natural. So we're going to talk about what we should do with our hands when we're public speaking, when we're interacting with people, um, of course, face-to-face because that's when I'm talking with my hands right now. You guys can't see me, but that is a way we express ourselves. Of course, when we're in a a group environment, uh, that's when people see us. Um, so I'm going to kind of give y'all some do's and don'ts today about what you should do with your hands, what you shouldn't do, some gesturing stuff, some body language stuff. And my feeling is it's going to put you more at ease once you hear today's message, because that is a pretty common voice in the back of our, in the back of our minds. Gosh, is what I'm doing right now with my hands and fingers and motioning and gesturing. I don't want that to 
to be a distraction. I don't want that to take away from my message. I don't want people to see that maybe I'm a little bit nervous in what I'm doing. Don't worry, we're gonna cover it all. And I want you to laugh a little bit. That's how we're gonna start things off today. Listen here, this is uh, one of the greats also having a little trouble with what he should do with his hands during an interview. I'm gonna play it for you, check it out. Driving has got nothing to do with interviews. I just wish the hell you had a little more stupid cowboy in you. I felt like I was on a spaceship and uh, I'm not sure what to do with my hands. Uh, be good just to hold them down by okay. your side. Yeah, great. Well, we're real happy with, um, with what was going on. And uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, you gotta be happy. What'd you say his name was again? His name is Ricky. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> okay. That is a clip right from, uh, uh, I can't even think of the name of the movie, guys. I apologize. Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. There you go. Anyway, it's at the beginning of the movie. And, and of course, they, they're having a little fun with what people do with their hands and how they talk with their hands. And it, it's it's often a, an awkward moment for folks who are being interviewed or talking in front of people that aren't really used to it. In the video, I know you can't see it. I, I wish you could, though. He's being interviewed after winning a race. Will Ferrell, of course, who plays Ricky Bobby. And he keeps raising his hands up in front of the microphone, just just goofy, awkward, making fun, having a laugh at, at the fact that a lot of us sort of struggle with what we should do with our hands. So it's a it's a common thing, a common theme, and we're going to cover it today. I, I'm glad I can jump in. So, so let's do that. So we're going to start with the don'ts in terms of what we should do with our hands, body language, talking, all that stuff. Guys, don't force it. Don't feel like if you're standing up in front of people and you're trying to get a point across and you sort of think to yourself, hey, I'm being stiff and, and, and I want them to, you know, to receive what I'm trying to convey. So I really want to hammer, hammer it home with my hands and my arms. Don't do it. Don't overdo it is what I'm trying to say. If it doesn't come out natural, it's going to come across as a distraction and people won't even hear you. And of course we want folks to hear you and, and, and uh, we want your message to get across. Second, don't nervous fidgety hands. You might not be able to hear this. I'm doing this in front of the microphone. Okay. It's picking it up. I'm clicking a pen. This is one of the, one of the crutches people have when they're speaking in front of folks, they grab a pen they they do the finger tap the finger dancing on tables how about this hand triangles you know when you you sort of you put your fingertips together you'll see this from people on tv all the time doing commercials but i i want to i want to bring it up so you guys can remember it and try to you know try to shy away from that this one rubbing hands this is you may not have heard this one um, I do this. This is something I've always had trouble with. You rub your hands almost in emotion like you're washing them. I find myself when I'm trying to find words when I'm, when I'm in, a, in a moment where I, where I get a little nervous, I rub my hands together when I'm making a point when I'm speaking. So all of these I'm bringing up to say try to avoid that because that can project nervousness and uncertainty. Um, we want to avoid those things. The last don't hear. These also, this also projects a lack of confidence. And this is more or less a body language thing, not exactly your hands. Of course, your arms and your hands are involved. Folding arms, that 
always um, gives the message that you are closed off to somebody. Hands in pockets, that projects uncertainty. Hands behind the back, another one. Hands on hips, that's almost as if you don't want to receive or you don't want to hear what the person has to say or you seem a little angry, maybe ticked off, maybe a challenging position. All those are things to keep in mind to try to avoid. Okay, what should I do, Eric? You name the things that we want to shy away from. It's kind of common sense, even though it's easy to fall into those traps. My hand is raised. I fall into those traps. But what should we do? Uh, just a reminder, it's perfectly okay to talk with our hands. It's perfectly fine. We're wired that way. We are beings. We are we are people of, of communication, and that is how we express ourselves, not just our our mouth and our voice and our, our volume and how we project, but our body language and our, our facial expressions and our hands and arms. It's normal. Second do here, be natural, let it happen. And that is when, when you pull back all the layers, peel the onion away, it really just comes down to letting it happen and being you. I often say, or I say at the end of every episode, be confident, be memorable, memorable, be you. This is one of those moments where if you feel like you talk with your hands a lot, if that's the way you do it, if that's how you express yourself and communicate in that environment, in that arena, just stick to it because that's the natural you and that's going to come across. All right. The last do I have, it's pretty straightforward. It's all about committing to it. Be assertive. In my Where my mind's going here, I'm talking about gesturing. Uh, we just want crisp motions. Don't rush it. Again, we want it to be natural, the natural you, whatever is a crisp, you know, normal motion that you normally would do when you're pointing something out or when you're referencing something. That's what we're talking about here. And there are different ways to gesture. And I could talk, I could be pretty long winded on that. I, I don't want to go down that trail, but I'll just, I'll just talk about a couple, whether you're pointing at something, you know, with a finger point, which is okay, or you're extending your arm with an open palm and you're kind of pointing with a, we call it a stop sign hand. You'll often see meteorologists do this on TV if you're watching the weather channel or a local news station, whatever, extending the arm and sort of pointing, gesturing with an open hand, do it with purpose. If you do it with purpose, confidence, that portrays or that projects that you know what you're talking about. You know what's on that slide. You know what's on the screen. You know your PowerPoint presentation, whatever it might be. Uh, and the last gesture I'll, I'll focus on here, numbers. I know from my own experience uh, in news or being on camera, you find yourself referencing numbers a lot, whether it's you know, two things, or there were three people involved. When you do reference numbers, obviously keep it between one and five, five fingers on your hand. That's a pretty simple rule of thumb. I also want to say this before I move on. I came across this in, in my reading, in my research. What is the most confident position in terms of addressing somebody or in terms of addressing an audience or standing up in front of a crowd when you're speaking, when you're presenting? And, and what I'm what I'm talking about or referencing is sort of the at ease position. I've already said it's not good to stand with your arms folded or your hands behind your back cross or your hands in your pockets. That's you're disengaged. You don't come across as, as, as wanting to be there. So what is the best way to stand? Well, police, how about this? Police are taught to approach potentially confrontational situations with their hands at their sides. So stand up straight, stick your chest out, good posture, and just Again, this is sort of your resting position. Keep your arms straight at your sides. That projects the appearance of being in command. 
not hesitant or appearing threatened. It might kind of sound awkward walking around a bit of, a bit of robot, you know, sort of like a robot. But the more you just 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 do me a favor and maybe practice this. And it's I'm a believer. I think it's the best way to approach a situation. Again, when you're relaxed, when you're at ease, it projects confidence. Stand up straight, put your chest out, your hands resting at your sides. You will appear in command. This is, again, what police officers are taught. Um, it's not distracting. You're not fidgeting. There are, there are no signs of retreat. Sort of keep an eye out. If you do see an officer or if you see somebody that projects confidence, they will do this. It is, it's something that I'm working on in the moment, to be honest, because it's sort of new to me, but I found it really interesting and I wanted to share that with you. Okay, cool. Let's switch gears a bit. This is the, the time of the podcast. I want to give you guys a takeaway. And sometimes I just wrap up, if you're a new listener, sometimes I just wrap up some of the, the real, real key points I want you to take away from the podcast. But today I'm going to give you a little quote. So uh, first I'm going to read it and then I'll tell you just a, a short bit of background, what it's from. Here we go. I failed many times in my life and career. And because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. So today, join me in accepting our failures. Let's use them to motivate us to work even harder. That was a, a tweet by Phil Mickelson around May the 11th or May 12th. Uh, I'm recording this on a Sunday, the, the night after a 50-year-old Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship. I'm a huge golf fan and an avid golfer. And is if that's not just such an inspirational way to go about positioning our failures to lead to fuel, pushing us to work harder, and then the proof is in the pudding for Phil Mickelson to beat you know, the, the greatest field in golf to walk away a major champion, the oldest ever to do it at 50 years of age. I really wanted to share that with you folks. Hey, now the uh, let's get a little loose, the speakeasy suggestion. Um, I'm in Tennessee. We have the heat has been on lately, man. It, we're, it, we're in uh, late May. It feels like, gosh, it feels like July, August. So I'm going to shy away from the bourbon for this one. Uh, it, it's super easy. Get a tumbler. Uh, it's best if you have some crushed ice, you know, the like the Chick-fil-A or the Sonic ice, the small cubes. That's really good if you can find it, if you have that. Put some of that in a tumbler. And then my recommendation is a domestic beer. Miller Lite, Coors Light. Hey, even the the Coors Original, you know, the, the stubby Coors Original cans, the banquet beer uh, with the yellow label. That's awesome. So pour that over ice in a tumbler. You don't really have to stir anything. Just once you do that. Add heavy lime squeeze, maybe even a full lime. Just squeeze it in there. This concoction is perfect for this time of year. Maybe you're taking it to a cookout or you're doing some grilling out or there's a festival or maybe a, an outdoor concert. Cannot wait for those to kick back up. I think some are already starting in some areas, depending on where you live. Or like I just mentioned golf. If you're out on the golf course, it's one of my go-to drinks. Um, again, I'll recap it real quickly. You get a tumbler. Put some crushed ice in there, domestic beer over the top of it, add some lime squeeze. It's pretty refreshing. I was a little hesitant when I first heard of this because I was, I thought to myself, beer over ice, I'm not a fan, but it works. It works. Trust me. 
All right, everybody, I just want to remind you to follow me, follow the podcast on Instagram. The handle, the name is Speak Easy Egan. Also, my uh, my personal pages, Eric Egan TV, that's on Instagram, Twitter, also Facebook. And if you ever have a, again, that's how, or if you ever have a thought or an idea or a question for a podcast you want me to cover, that's how this current episode came about. Shoot me an email, ericegan6 at gmail.com. In addition to that, if you have any questions or interest in, in one-on-one coaching or consulting, or maybe for a group event, just shoot me a line, send me a message that way, and I will get back to you. I hope this has been beneficial. What do we do with our hands? Sometimes we just overthink it. So I, again, want to convey to you, be the natural you. If you're a hand talker, that's fine. That's how we communicate. But I also hope that I have been able to uh, just get across some of the things that might lead to expressing nervousness or may take away from your message or may be distracting to your audience. Everyone, thanks again. This has been the latest uh, edition of Speak Easy. I love doing this. I'm so glad you're here to listen. Remember this. Be confident. Be memorable. Be you. We'll see you again next time.